0: Welcome to the Fit2Talk podcast. Thank you for joining us as we bring you meaningful, helpful and accurate information and...
1: Remind you that fitness doesn't have to be
0: boring. Right now you're listening to a guest episode during which we discuss the realities of a career in the performing arts with people who are fit to talk about it. And if you like what we do, I'm just copying your
1: voice now, <laughs> please leave us a review or on Spotify click that follow button. Yes, but before we get
0: to that we should tell you about eat to perform Oh yes we should. <laughs> this is an ebook resource we've just created for you. I say just, it's taken quite a long time uh, and it gives you a practical guide to eat for performance, whether that's smashing out uh, triple pirouettes on stage or playing tennis after your nine to five. I love a triple pirouette. I love falling out of a triple pirouette. Uh, The principles apply even for your regular day-to-day life. Absolutely. We've set out to solve the problems we know exist around nutrition because we know them ourselves and also from all of our guests in an easily understandable science-backed It is available now by clicking the link in our Instagram bio, so
1: don't miss out.
0: Yeah, I spent bloody ages writing it, so um, I hope it's useful. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on, we have an incredible guest who actually just had to sit and listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's patience
1: right there. Yeah, thank you. Us I, I on. can't wait to read it. <laughs> oh, it's exciting. Right, okay, let me tell you about today's guest. So today's guest is a musical theatre performer and co-founder of the Intensive Workshops. He's currently appearing in Back to the Future at the Adelphi Theatre. His previous credits include Matilda, Gypsy, Cats, and many, many, many others. He's also the director of Bosch Management. It's the brilliant Brian Motram.
2: Hello. Hey. hello,
1: <laughs>
0: hello. Uh, thank you for having me. It's an absolute joy. Thank you, thank for, you for joining joy. us. It's joyous. I mean, again, again, we're so lucky. We hear those credits and you're like, oh, I never heard of any of those shows. But <laughs> no, all very small, very like under the radar shows. Yeah. Fringe. Yeah,
2: Fringe Fringe, will say. Uh, how are you today? Are you good? I am good. Yes, thank you. How are you both? <laughs> <Bobby>? <laughs> I, I, I'm Tired. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm tired. I'm always
0: tired. Though. It feels
1: like about 4am. Yes.
0: Uh, it isn't 4am no, it is not but uh, internally we are so uh, before we get started on the podcast we've got a little request for you yes which is the liar liar portion of the podcast which is now the entire thing uh, <laughs> is uh, basically if at some point during this uh, recording you would be willing to try and tell us one lie is that feasible, do you think? I'll do my best. Fantastic. I will absolutely do my best. I love a game and a challenge. Yes, so yes, yeah. yes, the, yes, The bar is incredibly low, but we keep, <laughs> we keep score between us and uh, Bobby is winning. So I really need to catch him up. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh
1: yeah, that's my one and only
0: it. skill. Uh, <laughs> um, d- disagree, but we'll move <laughs> on. Uh,
2: so uh, Brian, how does the story of your life start? I think it's quite an interesting one, actually. Um, Yeah. Okay. So growing up, I grew up in Oldham. Not many opportunities if you know Oldham very well. Um, Is that up near Manchester? Yeah, just north Manchester. Okay. And I was never interested in performing, dancing, anything like that. The only thing I liked was Michael Flatley. Yes. And and Boyzone. (laughs) They were were my only strong choices. Um, And there was one day at school, I remember on like a wet playground, meant we had to stay inside. So every time that happened, I would put on a boys on concert for all the girls. And I genuinely used a banana as, as my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and one day we had a wet playground and this uh, demonstration came in of a, a ballroom and Latin couple. They gave out leaflets. And I was like, not doing that. Don't want to go dancing. Went home, gave it to my sister. She went dancing. She came home and was like, oh, they really, really want boys. You should go and go and dance. I was like, with all due respect, I'm not going bowling and <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Thank you, but no, I'll stick to my Michael Flatley in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I was very good at it. And, um, anyway, after weeks of her hounding me, I eventually went and I was like, even if I go, even if I like it, I'm only going once. Like, that's it. Mm. I, I don't want to do anything like this. I went, I loved it. I happened to be all right at it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I picked it up quite like, quickly and I'm looking around, I'm thinking, I'm the only boy here. Fantastic! Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that that one time then turned into eighteen years of com- eighteen years, ten years of competitive dancing. Mm. Um, finished school when I le- when I was leaving high school, I wanted to be in the police force, oh. so I applied for Hopwood Hall College. If anybody knows that, um, on a pre-uniforms services course, again, no interest. I, I, d- I didn't even know. I knew actors existed, but didn't think it was just so applicable to whoever wants to be there. Ooh. And my careers advisor was like, okay, you can go for like a trial week somewhere else if you want to just test the water. I was like, oh, I kind of like dancing now. Like, let's try that. And she was like, well, why don't you do musical theater? And I was like, yeah, okay. And I went to Oldham. Yeah. I Went to Oldham, <laughs> College. <laughs> went to Oldham College, auditioned, got in, accepted that over the police was there for two years and I, I had the best time. And if it wasn't for having that pre-college college, like the pre-vocational college place, I don't think I'd be anywhere where I am now. Um, then our end of our second year show was Rent. And again, I had, I didn't wasn't really interested in it. So I didn't know what it was, didn't know what happened next. So I played Rent. I was Mark in Rent and I loved it. I sat there and my tutor was like, have you um, applied for colleges? I was like, nobody's spoken to me. She's like, what? I was like, well, nobody's like written to me or offered me anything. She's like, you have to apply to them. <laughs> they don't like scout you to go to. I was like, oh, I was like, right. I better I better write off to colleges. Because it was so late, I'd missed everything. The only thing left was Ron Bear. <laughs> I Can imagine how that went? And um, the Hammond so i got in the hammond i, I it, it was a great choice i think with them being a northern college and a bit smaller mm. they're kind of the underdog a little bit yeah. and growing up in Oldham, being a big rugby fan we were always the underdog so it was <laughs> it was good and then from there i was very very lucky with with where i went next and what i did and i had to leave hammond early which was I mean, amazing. Like, so grateful to go and do Chicago was, was my first job. So, yeah, that's the, that's that's the awesome. story. I didn't know you were a rugby fan. Yeah. Rugby league. Uh, ah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what <laughs> everyone's uh, like. Everyone gets excited down here. And then I go, Rugby league. Go, oh.
0: No, exi- super exciting game. Arguably more exciting to watch. I think it is more exciting. I used to go and watch the Le- Leeds Rhinos. Yes. Sometimes yeah, yeah. When yeah. I was up there. Oh, I'm getting <laughs> death yeah, no. well, no. yeah one because he, he watched Leeds Rhinos and one because it's the wrong game oh no. <laughs> hey, American football come on now we're recording this on uh, after <laughs> the first weekend of the Six Nations as well yeah. uh, and being Welsh yeah. uh, I'm assuming Brian that you know this score from that even mm-hmm. though it's not league and Wales got annihilated yeah. Yeah, I you did look very sad when i saw you in the <laughs> afterwards. It, was, it was like an endurance test watching it yeah it was rough it yeah embarrassing they looked fantastic but uh yeah it, wales didn't <laughs> <laughs> gone <laughs> are the days where <laughs> we need to win that tournament uh so so much to unpick or unpack from that really there's like a huge tale like I think that's really common, that especially for guys in this industry, that you go, it wasn't really on your radar, and then
2: it just mm. kind of appeared. Yeah. What was the outcome of that socially for you in school? Was there any? It was quite tough. Um, the school I went to was like a specialist school, um, and it specialized in sport, primarily rugby. So we had all the big rugby lads, and then the ballroom dancer. Yeah. So it was um, It it was tough, but when things started getting better for me. So I, I won my first competition when I was 14 and like in the Autumn Chronicle, which all 40 people read, <laughs> it, people started to not get to know me. Like I'm a small fish in a big pond there, but it got around the school and people, like, oh, you can do dancing. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got to like prom and things like that. And they were like, oh, do something, do something. And I was like, oh, I can do a bit of this. And it, Kind of became cool in the end, yeah, um, yeah. Which was bizarre, and even being a rugby fan, they you get called all the, the general names when you're the male dancer. And I remember saying one time, I was like, "Look, I love, I love what you do. I love your game. You you spend eighty minutes with thirteen other men, and I spend about six hours with about twenty girls. Yeah. So if you're gonna yeah. tell me this, that, and the other." I think I'm winning this one. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it was yeah, it, it was tough to begin with, but it became cool. Ooh, a guy yeah. that can do the splits it could could do the splits. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. These hamstrings are made a glass. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I, I I never went to parties. I never hung out with anyone because I, I was so busy. I would I would go to dancing every night, apart from my Thursday. Mm. So. I was never, I was never in with the with the crowd, but it's funny when I get asked for free tickets from the wall now. So <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> it pays like, off. Hmm, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, could I have free tickets to the rugby that you're not playing? Yeah, thank you. It yeah, has that rugby career. Going? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming some of them are fantastically successful, and uh, all all the best to them. But uh, it, that's a story that just feels very, very familiar. Mm. You know, mm. like so many men in our industry. Like if you are in secondary school and you you sing, you dance, you do any of that stuff. I've I've said the story on here before of a an English teacher who started to mock me because I had I hadn't really danced before when I was like going to drama school and he was like, Are you gonna have to do ballet? My English teacher. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. Yes. And I was like quite excited about it. I was, yeah. I didn't know how terrible I'd be, but I was like <laughs> and he was like, You're gonna have to wear a leotard. I'm like, yeah, because on the uniform list. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine. <so>. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if he said that's gay, because I think at back then that phrase was far more uh, uh, acceptable. Is the wrong word, but it was used. <laughs> it yeah. was used. Yeah, it was widely used. But yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and I remember being like, "Oh, <clears throat> that's that's a weird." I just remember being really confused. But I was like, yeah, was just a, it was as I was like leaving as well. So it was, it was just a really bizarre like send off. And this teacher that I actually really liked, mm. like he was being familiar because like we were sort of friends. I was, I was like, that's a strange yeah. w- opinion to have. And also You're like, I won't be seeing you again. Yeah. And that was actually the very last time I saw him. Never kept in contact with that guy. Strange. Uh, but moving on from there, then you went to Hammond. And then what happened after that?
2: So after the Hammond, I... I was always quite a rebel in Hammond. We were told that we, we, like many colleges, you can't audition the first year, kind of go for Panthers in the second year and then third year, you're Mm. let loose. And in my head, I was like, no, I'm going to audition for everything. Even if I'm not ready, just because I don't want to wait until the third year, go into my first audition and be crappy myself. Like, so when it got to there, I'd done so many, didn't do well in them, any of them, but I was so familiar with, with what happened there. (laughs) Everyone else was panicking. I was like, "Guys, like, chill. Like, this is all it is. It, it's, it's, they're not scary. Mm. They want you to be good. They want you to walk in and be the person they want to hire. So, if you have that in your mind, you can relax." Um. Hey, sorry. So my <laughs> my we, like we I don't come from money. I don't. We're a labor town, working parents, and um. My mum used to book all the travel for me. And we couldn't afford trains back then, because they were expensive for what we were earning, so I used to get the mega bus yeah, and on a Wednesday it used to be five pounds and there was one weekend i was i just got an agent so it was in my third year, and I had an audition in Germany for dirty dancing so that was on the it was on that was on a Sunday morning, which is bizarre <laughs> um, <laughs> and then on the month on the Monday before I was in for Saturday Night Fever for Royal Caribbean. So I said to him, I was like, ah, I, I, is the, the coach booked for Sunday night to get me there on time for the Monday? She's like, next week. I was like, no, it's, it's this week. Oh, but I thought you're going to Germany. Then you're doing it. I was like, no, no, no. I, I, I'm Royal, like in two days. And then I fly to Germany next Sunday. Oh God, you can't go. You can't go. So I was like, I've, I've got to be there. So I looked, I looked online and I found an overnight National Express. So it left at midnight and got to Victoria about half six in the morning.
1: Oh, yeah. rough.
2: And um, we, were, we were actually running ahead of time, which I've never known from a National Express. And we got there about quarter past four. So I get off the coach and I'm in Victoria Station. I thought, I don't know anybody in London. I don't know anyone that's open. I've got, I've got nowhere to go. And my mom was going, where are you going to stay? I was like, don't worry about it. I've got friends in London. I'll stay with them. What I actually ended up doing was sleeping in the doorway of Wicked. <laughs> Honestly, I had, a, I had a bright pink suitcase and I, co- I covered myself in like Metro newspapers. And I sat there for about four hours just to try and get some sleep. Went back into uh, Victoria, sat next to a vending machine because the hot air blows out the side of it to try and warm me up. And the only way I knew to get to Pineapple was to walk. Oh, <laughs> the God. tube scared the hell out of me. And I we got on a bus once, ended up in Elephant Castle. So that was appalling. <laughs> so I, I was like, I need to walk to Pineapple. So I walked there, went via Leicester Square, went into the Burger King, bought some fries. Cause you have to have a receipt to scan it to go to the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to the toilet, had a to shave, had a wash, brushed my teeth, went to the audition, and my friend Josh um was like God, you look knackered. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I slept, I kind of slept in the doorway last night of Wicked. He was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I slept in the doorway of Wicked. He was like, Right, are you okay? I was like, Uh-huh. So we did Saturday Fever audition and they were like, Can you come back tomorrow? And obviously you go, Yeah. <sighs> so then called my mum and I was like, I have nowhere to stay. And they need me back tomorrow. So she put me into this hostel with like 12 other people in this room. And this went This went on until Thursday, so I kept having to rebook in the hostel. On the Thursday, they turned around and said, do you know anything from like Kander and Ebb? And I was like, I could find something to sing, yeah. So I went in, sang this Kander and Ebb song, and that was it. Didn't hear anything from it. Then on the Saturday night, I flew to Germany, got into a hotel, really excited for Dirty Dancing, because I've just done years of ballroom training. I'm going to drop this in there. Was British champion at one point,
0: yeah, drop that. Man. Yeah, that's <laughs> right.
2: That's right. And um, I was like, if there's any show out there for me, surely it's this. Like, yeah. it's based on ballroom salsa. Latte, mm. Like, it's got to be the one. Cut first round.
0: So- <laughs> oh my! God. <laughs> oh, it's God. brutal. Yeah, I mean, you just don't have that ballroom style. You're like, oh, come <laughs> on. Come on. <laughs> Honestly,
2: I was like, I, I don't know what to do anymore because I've yeah. been to auditions, been cut left, right, and center. Been to this. Flew to Dusseldorf. Cut. And I flew back. I was in Birmingham train station at like 5 a.m. And I, my mum worked early shifts that week. So I called her and I was in tears. I was like, I give up. I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I'm sick of rejection. If there's anything out there for me, it would have been this. And I can't even get this job. I hung up and I looked at my phone and I had a Facebook message from the casting director of Royal Caribbean saying, please don't accept anything else. There's an offer coming for you tomorrow from Chicago, hang tight. Honesty. In about five seconds, I call my mum back again in even more tears, like <laughs> hysterics, and she's going, "Have you been attacked? What's wrong with you?" Yeah. I was like, "I got a job." She's like, "What?" I was like, "I got a job. <laughs> I've got a job." Is the, is the <laughs> translation of that? But um, it, it changed, and I was flying out to Miami in like three weeks because wow. it, it was like a last minute fill. Someone had, had dropped out, and they were like, "You need to get get your visa, get your medical, get ready. You're flying out here in in three weeks." This.
0: So tricky. Someone asked me this the other day, actually, uh, about, you know, the people we see on this podcast. And and they asked me to ask this question, actually, and you've brought it up really naturally, which is how do you deal with rejection from auditions uh, uh, historically throughout your career and now? How does that happen?
2: At the beginning, it was tough. I think it's always hard at the beginning. Um, I don't really know how I dealt with it. I'm very, very lucky that my family has such a strong circle around me. my friends are as well. And they would always, it kind of feels like, you know, on the X Factor, when someone goes in and they're terrible and their family goes, no, they're brilliant. You've got to put them through. That's what it kind of feels like. You're getting cut and a bit of you falls away each time and your family Mm -hmm. going, no, 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 no. Like, that's brilliant. Keep that there. Keep doing this. And I think part of me was not guilt, but I was like, my parents have put everything into me being here. I can't, I can't quit. I can't let this get me down. I've got to get go- I have to get the job. Like, there's no other option. Um, I mean, I've been very lucky that from my first job I've been in, I've I've been grateful for the work I've had since. But even now, like infamous is outfire, so excited, like new show, loved the routine, thought I did really well, got first round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of have a theme of either I'm out first round or I get to a final yeah. there's never like a middle ground yeah, yeah. which is great and terrifying because if I get through the first round I'm like God, I've got to get to the final now or yeah. it ruins, mm. ruins the
0: the thing the, <laughs> ma- the method yeah
2: <laughs> but if I think it's easy getting cut first round because you're yeah. less invested yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've done your dance you've gone oh whatever I'm not obviously not right got missed cocked up the timing whatever it is but if you get to a final my rule is i go for a drink after it whether it's coffee alcoholic soft drink and i'll do my best to think about the audition for as long as it takes me to have the drink so if it was a really good audition you're looking at like an old fashioned sip it think about it you know, i did that really well if it was if it went appalling i'll have an espresso and go boom oh, gone forget about it okay and that's i think that's my little mental way of dealing with it I love that. Yeah, I really like that because uh, I think it's something
0: that we don't really talk about that much, and I think people don't want to talk about it. Mm. But like, like you just said, I actually think I have a sort of similar experience where I'm either you do one and you go, "Really? Yeah. <laughs> what, is that, what, what was wrong with it? <laughs>
1: like, I could have been that bad." Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> like I went, oh, "Beauty and the Beast" was one, and I was literally in for this part, and I went in and and. Had the same experience. I was like, I think I actually nailed it. Yeah. Like I've nailed the material. <laughs> Just they're like silence. <laughs> like, huh? Guess I didn't do that well. Like, cool. <laughs> but then that thing isn't it. It's a positive in the sense that they've gone. Now nah, he's not right. Hopefully it's not. He's not good. And hope yeah. by this point in our careers we know that it's we're not. Not, not good. good. Yeah. Not not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> whichever way around that made sense. Uh, and so it is it's sort of okay, but how do you deal with it now when you get really, really invested in something?
2: Or has that happened? (laughs) I don't think it's happened yet. Recently, I, one of my dream shows was Book of Mormon. Yeah. And I got cut first round every time for it. And last year, I was auditioning for that and Back to the Future at the same time. And I got through the first round and I kind of got really anxious. I was like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way. I don't know what's going on. Um, I got to the final and, and I was really like checking my phone all the time, like really anxious about what was happening with either of the shows. Um, I've definitely built up a thick skin over time. I think time heals everything it, and, it, and it helps you deal with things so much and there was a point in my life where you know, I broke up with my ex-girlfriend and I went straight to therapy, which I think is important to, to say, because mm. it's such a taboo thing in the UK to mention a therapist. Um, and she kind of helped me deal, not grief, but the loss of something. Mm. And it, it does transpire over into losing a job or losing an opportunity mm. It, it can really take its toll, but I think you've got to just keep saying to yourself, it's not it's not me. It's not my talent that they don't want. It's my look or it's my hair colour. And it, it sounds like such a cliche. It's like, oh no, you just didn't fit the jigsaw. But it is so true. Like yeah. I've I've helped out with auditions for Royal Caribbean and someone you think is amazing, they they genuinely just don't fit or don't look right. And I've I've had it in the past where I, I won't name names, but a choreographer has called me and said, Look, you're on track to get this offer. You're going to be great. And I was like, amazing. A week later, I got another phone call from them and um, they were like, you're, you're not getting an offer anymore. I was like, why not? And they said, well, the person that we offered the lead to has turned it down. And now the person that's going to be playing that lead is totally different. Yeah. And because of that, everything's changed. Yeah. And that was a real tournament to go, it it really isn't you as a, as an individual or as a as a talent. It really is. Do you fit what they're looking for? Ooh. And if you don't, it's try not to take it personally. Yeah, which is really difficult when bills and rent and life depend on it. Yeah, hell yeah, it's awful. Um, but I I try my best to take it back to when I first went to that dance class or when I first got into college. I don't think many people started this to be a millionaire we did this because we love it mm. we love what we do and if that shines through you're more likely to get the job i think if if you're there a bit more relaxed than thinking i I need this because of i've got this to pay all mm. my tax bills come through yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, we're all oh, sweaty about at the moment it and um <laughs> yep we love yeah. it <laughs> yeah that's it never gets easier. No. It never gets easier. But the little drink trick for me is my little, find your vice. Yeah. Find yeah, your yeah. your little thing. My, going back to my therapist, they were like, um, is there anything that relaxes you? This, I, was like, I was like, yeah, actually, yeah. She was like, what? I was like, horror films. She was like, eh? And I was like, horror films, like that's my way of relaxing. So if, mm. if, if it's been a bad day or the audition's not done well or a bad week, I will go home and watch horror film after horror film after horror film, and it's because I worry about what whether they're going to survive. Mm. Yeah. Rather than going, oh, should I should have got that job. So home? distract you enough. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. That can yeah. be reading, walking, painting, whatever you need to do. Yeah. But find find your little happiness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you know what? <laughs> I did a jigsaw recently. Mm. Who did you? Because Maddie bought one before Christmas, just as a a thing. I haven't done a jigsaw for as long as I can remember. Mm. And it was a thousand piece jigsaw of elf, right? (laughs) Of (laughs) elves? Of elf. (laughs) It was Christmas. She loves Christmas. And we were there. And I think we must have spent about nine hours in total over two days doing this jigsaw. And I didn't think about anything else okay. during that time it was exactly as you're describing my brain was just solely focused on what piece <laughs> i needed to find yeah. to go where and then you look at the clock and you're like oh my god i haven't eaten <laughs> it has <Like, fine> <laughs> <it's> been four <laughs> hours <laughs> like look, let's go and it's that same thing isn't it like just that um super focus
2: in one thing They just call it flow state if we're being you should get one um, of them there's some um, jigsaws that like a sphere ah oh i always look at that <gasps> Do you remember the foamy ones, like like Tower of Pisa. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yes, chunky foam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did that. get bought uh, like a
0: bauble that was a jigsaw. So that's, that's fair, cool. but it was small. So um... a bauble jigsaw. Yeah, it was a strange gift. Did you hang it on your tree? I did it was, it, this was about 6 years uh, ago so I actually don't know where it is now <laughs> it's gone I know that was from a family uh, relative uh, and uh, none of my family listen to this podcast I can say whatever I like <laughs> they'll never know, they okay. know. Uh, looking at it, all those all those jobs Brian like there's such yeah. physical demand in most of them you know yeah. going from cats all the way through to back to the future now Let's let's throw Rodolfo out there as a as a contender for that as well. Um,
2: <laughs> by hamstrings.
0: Yeah, e- yeah, exactly. In a lot of <laughs> not going to need them yeah,
2: anymore, right?
0: Yeah, you just go. Okay, well, my body is uh, going to be challenged to a really, really, really high level.
2: How the hell do you manage that? I don't know. If you honest. yeah. Um, mm. I think for me, food is the most important. I don't, I don't look at food because I'm hungry. I look at it as petrol and fuel, mm. which some people roll their roll their eyes at, but we literally can't function without it. And so if I eat chicken out in my brain, I'll say, this is fixing my groin. And if I eat this, I go this is doing this to me. Like I eat quite methodically and mm-hmm. like it's a, a mechanism almost. Yeah. Um, I try to work out five, five, six times a week if I can. Um, I can't sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead. That's what I say. <laughs> but that's just because my 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 brain is so busy all the time. Mm. Um, but I think it's different for everyone. Some people need nine hours. Some people can survive five. Mm. Um, but I find that when I stop, it's when I get injured or ill or I feel worse. So everyone at work, so I was like, have you not got like your fingers in enough pies already? Like, are you not busy enough? And I'm like, yeah. But if I don't carry on, that's when that's when things go mm. wrong. Um, Rodolfo was tough, mm. especially being first cover as well. You didn't do it enough to get be, in your body, yeah. yeah. So then now and again, he's like, "You're on today." <laughs> I yeah, did legs <laughs> last night? I've got no, chance. <laughs> absolutely no chance. And I, in the audition for Matilda, I actually tore my hamstring. No, because in my head, I was like, "I have to do the splits. I have to do the the jump into the splits and calculate this." Mm. I did it, and it was fine do it again with this can we do it again like that can we do it like that and like the fourth time it went and i was like it's my hamstring <laughs> <laughs> and the next day they were like can you come back and do the escapologist and the sergey stuff and i was like yeah yeah yeah." so i did that i was like i'm fine can you just do the Rodolfo one more time and in my head my, i had a mic i can't say no but i don't think i've got this in me yeah and i did it i remember i like bounced and like came straight up yeah And I went straight to physio for six weeks to try try and fix it in time to start. Uh, Um, The things we do, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like guzzle water, like your life depends Mm. on it, and eat just eat enough. It doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't have to be salad and spinach all the time. Just make sure you're getting enough calories. Yeah. If when you look on the thing, it says calorie, and next to it says energy. Yeah. So if you don't have enough of that. You're screwed. You you can't do it. Hard agree. (laughs)
0: Uh, 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 That sounds like you were saying I'd agree, but in a really weird accent. (laughs) Yeah. Hard Hard agree. Hard hard agree. (laughs) Um, You mentioned being super busy and having your fingers in lots and lots of pies. Now, one of those uh, pies, a rather important one, is an agency, right, called Bosch
2: Management. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about it. It Bloody mental. Yeah. It is is mental. I definitely underestimated the work that an agent does. Yeah. A million percent. I remember when I was 10 years ago, when I was starting out, I would call my agent, why am I in for this? Why am I in for that? What's going on with this? Do I need headshots? What do I do? What do I sing? What do I wear? Should I do this? And he was, I'm still with the same agent. He was amazing with me, like almost coached me through auditions and didn't just send me off and hope for the best. And now I'm in that position and I i, I get texts at midnight on a Sunday going, should I sing this or this tomorrow? Should I wear the coral or the blue? And obviously you wake up and your your phone buzzes and you're like, oh, what's that? And you go, I think you should sing this song and wear this. Yeah. <laughs> because they, graduates these days, especially have, have changed, like because of COVID and stuff, they do need a bit more hands-on yeah. approach Ooh. to them. And it, it I say we're 24-7. Josh says we're 25-8. Like, <laughs> it, is, it is constant, constant work. But when you get to call someone and tell them that they're making their West End debut or they've they've not worked for years and they, we had a client called Catherine and she was like, I never thought I'd work again. Like no, I'd, I'd almost yeah. given up and she's now in battle of hell. Yeah. Like it, to call someone and be like, by the way, your life's about to change. It is, it's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. I love that. When did you start that? A year ago, on the third of February last year. So ah, we just wow. had our first year. And so what what inspired that decision? We started the intensive um first because we both teach at workshops and other places. And I remember teaching at one workshop, I won't name it. And I asked where people had come from. They were they were graduates. they were old enough to get a job. And some of them were like, we come from Mexico, come from Chile, come from Cuba. And I was like, what? I was like, why have you come over here? We want to break into the musical theater scene. And it hit me because me teaching you revolting children. I can't, I can't offer you anything. I can't offer you jobs. I I can't change your career path. Mm. So then I was like, what if we, what if we did something that could, what if we started the intensive and instead of having a cast member, we get the creative. And then if they like someone, they can put them forward in the future or, it gives them a better chance when they're put forward by their agent. And it has worked. We get about 60, 70% of success from the intensive of people working in the next 12 months. And after the first one, people were like, I don't have an agent. It was, it was just after COVID so that we've just been dropped by an agency. Can you point me in any direction? So I'd give them a list of people that I thought were good agents. Mm. Um, and I, I turned on to Josh and I was like, what are we doing? I was like, why don't we do it? And he was like, I thought you were mad trying to get Nick Winston to come and teach at Three Mills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's like, but now you're mental. And I was like, look, like we love helping people. We've been there where we left college and you're kind of like, mm, what do we do now? Like, what's next? Yeah. I said, we can help people. We can give them what we didn't have when we were leaving college. So we saw Bosch. Um, at first I didn't like the name. I will set out. <laughs> and it was josh's boyfriend tom who came up with it um and we we got our first couple of clients and things were going all right and then we took we took on a graduate and we sent her to her first audition she booked it wow. <laughs> well <were> like, what <laughs> has what gone on here and it's just i think it's just the support that we offer we are like i said we're always there and people do need a, a bit of a, a guiding hand these days and the little things that make it. And like my agent, we like to try and coach people through an audition. We make sure what they're singing is correct. What they're wearing is correct. Their makeup's correct. Their hair's correct. If, if it's a self tape, we always get it sent to us first before we send it off so that we can help advise. Or if, especially if it's, if it's a show we've done, we'd, we're doing um, cats tapes at the moment for Royal and I might send them to me. <laughs> I know the show pretty well. Um, and they all get called in and they all do well. And it's, it's, um, it's more for, we, we just want to help people. We want to help people because it is a, it's a tough old world out there. And if you know that your agent is your biggest fan and your friend and your therapist and your doctor and your signature, and they should be there to turn to for anything. Um, I think it just makes you feel a bit more comfortable going into auditions. We know that life happens, which is why we respond on Saturdays and Sundays and 10 o'clock at night, because things happen like family stuff. If, if, if something happens at home and you have no one to talk to it, pick up, our clients know they can pick up the phone to us. God, this has happened. I don't know what to do. Should I go to the audition? We have a nice big hour chat. We sort it all out, not sort the problem out, but we sort out the feeling of how you feel, the anxiety of going to the audition, Oh, I'm busy, I can't do this, can't do that. Um. I think having that approach has just calmed people down a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I think that's
1: we want to help. Yeah. Now you've set up the agency. Has that changed your approach as a performer in any
2: way? Now that you know it from the other side as well? I don't think so. I think it's definitely helped as a performer mm. because when I'm when I'm submitting clients to Stephen Crockett and then I turn up to Back to the Future and it's Stephen Crockett and I'm like, hi. <laughs> it It's definitely helped in that way, which was mm. never the intention um but it's nicer to start getting um a better relationship with casting directors and creatives because our clients are doing well mm. like it's so nice to get a phone call and be like your client really smashed it today like you should be really proud of them da, 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 da. and I see them and they say the same thing and then we have something to talk about and then our relationship gets better, which means they're gonna call more of our clients in in the future and um yeah I think it's very different being a performer agent because my emotions are totally different. And I was speaking to a couple of agents about this the other day. When you're just an agent, you rely on your agency. Whereas I have the luxury of having payment from a show. So I I can be a bit more relaxed when it comes to worrying about what the agency is bringing in financially because I don't need to worry about it Mm. because I'm lucky enough to be working. But I know the second that I step away from that, that mindset will change dramatically. Mm. Yeah, Josh has taken a little step away from performing, and he is like gung ho. Like I wake up at seven a.m. and I've got messages from him. We need to do this. We need to do this. Where's our headshot we put this guy in? Has he, has he recorded this self tape? What's he singing? I'm like, I peel my eyes open, <laughs> and you, you can already see the change. It sounds like me too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's exactly. I guess.
2: You can already see the change in. <laughs> <approach>. <laughs> uh, that is, it's funny because it's true. Yeah. It's
0: tr- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's got to happen, or it won't get done. Right? That's yeah, the yeah. That's the usual. That like, yeah, you got to have. If if you're in a show, then hopefully he's spending some of that time going. Right. What actually needs to happen next in order to get to the places that we want to be, yeah. and, and maybe that's
2: uh, a, a huge positive. Then, yeah, massive. And I'm a swing at ba- in Back to the Future at the moment, which. I hold my hands up. I didn't want to be a swing, but I had the agency and I was like, this gives me chance when I'm not on to concentrate on. Yeah. 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 About the future. You are never not on. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. Um, I've never, I've never been a swing, especially in town. Um, And I was like, I want to be on stage. And I was like, trust me on this one. You're going to be on stage.
0: (laughs) I was like, yeah.
2: And I went four weeks without anything. And at first, you're like, brilliant, getting paid, not doing anything, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And then the penny drops and you're on for four months straight. Yeah. Like it's, but I mean, it's awesome. Like I can't, I cannot complain at all. But I'm very thankful that Josh is not working right now in that sense because mm-hmm. I know it's in safe hands. And we have yeah. Scott as well. Scott is an associate agent who we've had to bring on. Um, but yeah, it's going well, surprisingly well.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's super exciting I, I really, really love uh hearing from performers and guests that we have on who have set up their own thing mm. and are finding success with it because if anybody's ever tried that, then you can only have the utmost respect for those people
2: that do it and and make it work because it's ridiculous. yeah <laughs> I, I'm a huge fan of startup businesses. Yeah. if any of my friends start anything, like I will be there as much to help that that is a that is a selling point by the way. <laughs> if anyone's listening and wants to start their own business give me a shout <laughs>
0: um, we've got some opportunities for you Brian <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll pitch after this yeah.
2: but it, it's because it's such a or it can be such a short-lived career it's like footballers mm. you get to a point like even now I'm, I'm only 31 I'm like my body is tired like my knees my groin like things are starting to hurt so as soon as someone goes you know what I'm going to have this idea I'm like yes like I will champion anyone trying to set up their own business So yes, i think it's a really good attitude i think uh most people should uh
0: should hop on board with that yeah yeah i agree i mean i think what's nice about it as well is it.
1: i think it takes the pressure off performing mm-hmm. like when you've got that other thing that you are passionate about as well you relax about your performing when you go into mm-hmm. an audition it's it's like you said it's not you don't have to necessarily book that audition mm-hmm. because you need to live off the back of it yeah you book that audition because you want to do the job yeah rather than having the pressure behind it. So I think having that side hustle, not even
0: a hustle, that side like project is a huge thing. I definitely find that what you just said about auditions now that I'm, I'm walking and I'm like, yeah, I kind of need to get this done so that I can go yeah. back to doing the stuff I, I actually need to do. Yeah. And obviously when you get an audition through, you go, right, well, I don't, I want to do a great job in the room because you never want to you know, disappoint no. yourself mm-hmm. in any way. So you go, right, you do it enough to focus on that. You go in. You get it done and I find that I'm significantly less nervous than I used to be. Yeah, same. Um, there's the odd exception every now and again that yeah, you go, oh, oh God, I'm really nervous yeah. today. <laughs> like so a show that you really want to be like, oh, oh, yeah. f- I'd forgotten this feeling. But Sometimes it doesn't even make sense. Like sometimes it'll be like, oh, you were, you're absolutely fine in the first round and terrified in the second, or you were terrified in the first and the second one. You're like, oh, let's do this. Yeah. Like it's just bizarre. I wonder if anyone's got any fantastic mental tips for that. We should uh, we should find out. Find out. Have
2: you got any? Don't think so. No, it's tough. <laughs> I I mean, I love auditions. Do you? Yeah, I I I work really well with pressure, and I I love it being on me because I'm like it's down to me. I like, see what I can do here, um, which I think why well, the agency works well because I've got pressure on me to try and get my clients in the room.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. But yeah. How do you go about that? Like, how, what
0: is the process of going? Right, I've got this person. I think they're great.
2: How do you get them in the room for something? Yeah, it's it's funny because everyone at work they're the same. They're like, "What happens?" And yeah. I, I had no idea <laughs> until I did it. And at the beginning, I was like, "What do we do? Like, do we write something in there?" So we get the breakdown through. And if there's something that matches a client, you click submit client on sp- spot, and it yeah. brings up the everyone's headshots that fits that criteria. So it's normally split into male and female, and then non-binary performers are in both which yeah. is great. Um, and you. what I didn't know is when you click on their profile to send, you can pick which headshot you want to send with it. Mm. I never knew that. So you click that and it has a little note section and some people like Jim Arnold's team like to have their vocal range put in there or if they're a strong dancer and they need strong tap, put it in there. So it's kind of a little box to sell your client and then you wait <laughs> and, and, and you see this um this submission is now closed, and you're like, okay, not heard anything yet. And you send the email saying, hey, just pushing some of our clients. And you have a little, it's called a tag card. And on Tag Me, you can download these. It's like three headshots, has your spotlight link, your height, your eye color, and I think your vocal range at the bottom. They're nice little, like a business card mm. almost. And you send them off just to kind of nudge the, the casting director. And they either bite or they don't bite. And then you've got to pick up the phone. And do the whole, I hate I, this is the bit I hate it's calling them up am going, "Are you free for chat?" And they go, "Yep, quick." And you're like, oh "God, <laughs> I've got a client I think you really like." Um, it it is a selling game, yeah. And you you have to know your client inside out to make sure that you're selling them correctly. Um, I remember I wasn't called in for Back to the Future. I, everyone in Matilda had an audition apart from me. And I called my agent, I was like, what's going on? He was like, Brian, I I don't know. And this is a little bit cocky. And I was like, Mitch, if you get me in the room, I'll get the job. But I I can't do anything this side of the door. And I think having that in my brain as the person I am, I imagine every client saying that to me. Mm. And I'm like, I have to do whatever it takes to get you in that room. And one of them the other day, the Jesus Christ Superstar breakdown came out. And he just, he texted me in capsule letters, I want Judas. I thought, done. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's fine, mate. Go, oh, go, go, send this email, call this person. And he's been called in, yeah. thankfully. Yeah. um. So yeah, it's it's a fun process. It's probably my favorite thing is submitting clients. That's pretty cool. Josh Josh does all the legal stuff and finances and all the stuff that actually keeps the business running. Yeah. And I go, oh, they would be good for that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm like... Uh, we need some tips on the old finance and business. <laughs> oh, of course. oh, it's exhausting. <laughs> it is miserable work. Yeah.
1: But fun. But, well, it's worth it. That I don't know fun. if it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to jump in? Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, is there anything about fitness or wellness or anything in general that you would like to see get in the bin? Get in the bin? Yeah. Ooh.
2: I think, I mean... There's, I wish comparison could just go in the bin. Mm. Like I really, really do. Um, so many people don't do this that, and the other because they're so bothered about what the other person's lifting or what they're eating or what they look like or what, like I wish I could take that anxiety from everyone and just go, you, you really don't, that really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, everyone is so different. And my girlfriend at the moment is in Miami because she is rehearsing for Greece, and we're having to go to the gym via FaceTime. So we FaceTime the entire time in the gym and I'll get a couple of funny looks. And she used to struggle like really engaging her hamstrings. And I'd be trying to tell her different exercises and I could see her eyes fidgeting. And I'm like, with all due respect, they don't care about you. And I think that's what everyone's going to the gym or fitness or what you're eating like People don't care because mm. we're all so wrapped up with our own little world and how we look and how we feel and someone's probably looking at her going, oh God, is she watching me? What's she doing? That looks better than what I'm doing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing is right for you. Yeah. Period. Um, someone once called it gym intimidation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's fantastic. But yeah, I think that needs to go in the bin. I'm, I'm sick of it, quite frankly, because... <laughs> We've fucked it out before. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I
0: love that
1: comparison. It's gone in the bin. Yeah. It's in there the bin. It's in the bin. Everyone's uh, fixed. Uh, yeah. Hey! <laughs> and now, have you got Success. any
0: advice to uh, people entering the industry? Obviously, that's something that you deal with quite a lot. But if you had to distill that down into one little bit of advice, obviously, don't compare yourself
2: to others as well. <laughs> is in there. I think sell, find your... Is it ISP? USP. 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 <laughs> find your USP. Um. Callum Train was one that taught me this. <laughs> uh, and He was like, Callum. I'm si- over six foot. He was like, never did I think i would be in the ensemble. Well, playing a schoolboy in Matilda at being over six foot. He's like, but because I didn't hide away from that, I got the job. So if you are tall, small, fat, thin, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, like play to whatever you've got to give them. And if that means making a bold, bold choice, do it. Because they don't want you to go in there, and be a carbon copy of everybody else. They want you to go in there and go, ah, oh, I never thought of it like that. That's a great idea, or that's a great way to do that. Or if I, I, yeah, I think that's, don't compare yourself to others, especially in the room, and find out what your USP is. Love it. Big fan. USP. USP. So uh,
0: we're going to do a massive callback to the liar, liar thing. Now, Before, don't say if you have lied or not, because that's part of our guessing game. Uh, so whatever's happened, we will, we're now going to attempt to either guess whether you have lied or what the lie was. Uh, I get to go first this time. <laughs> well, I'm still behind, but I yeah, will but, let you. Because
1: you, you won last time. I think. Oh, is that the rule? Yeah, that is the rule. Nah. Surely that's the rule. Nah.
0: I've got it it's recorded. Like
1: it's like badminton? Tail tennis? Nah. I don't know. I don't know. All right, you can go first. I'll uh, let you go first. I don't want to go first now. Nah. Uh, I
0: don't right. want it like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is not
1: how I roll. Uh, okay. I think the uh, the sleeping in the doorway of wicked story
0: is the line. That's like my only guess. Okay, that's all I've got. <laughs> I'm torn between two. Right, I, 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 I'm tempted by the one of the very first things you said because it would be like, right, I'm getting it in right now about the boys on concerts. But I'm actually going to go with that you didn't manage to lie.
2: I did tell a little lie. <laughs> oh, a oh, little no. lie. It's, it was very, very. Oh, little. it's sneaky. Like very. Oh goodness, what was it? I did. I did sleep in the doorway. <sighs> yeah. I did do the boys on concert. Yeah. But it wasn't with a banana.
1: Ah. Uh, oh. Ah, oh,
2: oh, so oh, close. So close. Yeah, well, I, that's not even what I guessed, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> when you said boys on concert, I was like, oh my God,
0: he's, he's, he's going to it. He's, he's, gonna gonna get it. it. Yeah, he's done it. Nope, I was miles away. Well, successful liar,
1: liar. Yeah, successful liar, liar. We've well got done. That's some actual, somebody actually done the job. <laughs> 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 Makes a change. <laughs> somebody who can manage lots and lots of businesses. Yeah. You need someone uh, who's go. got a couple of agendas on. Uh, um, it's time for a game of this or that. I believe. Yeah. So uh, Stefan is going to present you with two options. It's okay. going to be quick fire. We've got a minute on the clock. you got to pick one of those options. Nice classic game of this or that. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. One minute on the clock. We're going to go in three, two, one.
0: Let's go. Eggs or bacon? Eggs. White bread or brown bread? White. US office or friends? Uh, friends. Cardio or resistance training? Resistance. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. Singing or acting? Singing. Cats or Chicago? Chicago. Yoga or Pilates? Yoga. Family Guy or Love Island? Family Guy. Domino's Pizza or Papa John's? Dominoes, Sport or dance? Dance Alcohol or chocolate? Alcohol Matching socks or mismatching socks? Matching Coke or Pepsi? Coke Back to the Future or Matilda? Back to the Future Game of Thrones or Glee? Uh, Glee Book or Kindle? Book Clean shaven or beard? Uh, Beard Personal chef or personal stylist? Personal chef Guitar or piano? Piano Sexy body or sexy mind? Sexy mind Shower or bath? Shower Mr. Wormwood or Rodolfo? Rodolfo (laughs) Dogs or babies? Dogs Snakes or badgers? Snakes. Theme park or water park? Water park. Running or walking? Walking. Tea or coffee? Tea. Bobby or Stefan? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) 53 seconds. Very nice. You were very calm in that, I've got to say. That was very, very... It was just very... Yes. I wasn't, calm. <laughs> no, I,
1: I was agitated. I wasn't even
0: doing anything. It was, un- was just uncomfortable trying to get through uh, Thank you, Brian, so much. Yes. I joining loved us. it. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, yeah, just for giving your time and, uh, and experience. So yeah. yeah, So much valuable information. I think people are going to really take a lot away so. from that. Yeah, and thank you so much and best luck with the agency and the rest of both. Thank future, you very much. Thank or, you. Which you'll probably be on every show. Um, <laughs> on tonight. <so>. Hey! <laughs> there we are. And thank
1: you at home or wherever you might be for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, click those like and subscribe buttons and find us on Instagram at fit2 underscore talk. As always, if you've got any questions you want answered, slip slide into my DMs. I'll be there. <laughs> Holding a banana. (laughs)
0: Thanks again for listening.
1: If you like what you've heard, we've been Fit to Talk with our guest, Brian Muttram and me, Stefan. And me, Bobby. And if you didn't like it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out.